DiscerningHearts.com, in cooperation with the Missionary Benedictines of Christ the King Priory, presents The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. Father Mauritius did his philosophical, theological, and doctoral studies in Rome. He is the author of numerous books, including I Want to Understand You, Encountering Foreign Worlds with a Little Prince, The New Image of God's Image, Meister Eckhart on Image and Theology, Peter and Paul, Models of Decision-Making, and On the Way, Benedict's Journey for Spiritual Maturity. Father Mauritius also serves as the prior of Sant'Anselmo in Rome. The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world, with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. Welcome, Father Mauritius. Thank you for having me. In our discussion on the Holy Rule of St. Benedict, one of the features that is so strong and it just is is so evident is the love for the structure of prayer and in particular praying at night and in the early morning. Yes, that is true. If you browse the headlines of the chapters of the Rule of St. Benedict, you find, for example, chapter 8, the divine office at night. So when he starts to structure the prayer, he starts with the night. Very interesting. Chapter 9, the number of psalms at the night office. 10, the arrangement of the night office in summer. 11, the celebration of vigils on Sunday, which is also during night. 14, the celebration of vigils on the anniversaries of saints. Very interesting that he focuses so much on prayer during night. I would like to read out to you chapter 8, The Divine Office at Night. St. Benedict says, During the winter season, that is, from the 1st of November until Easter, it seems reasonable to arise at the eighth hour of the night. By sleeping until a little past the middle of the night, the brothers can arise with their food fully digested. In the time remaining after vigils, those who need to learn some of the sartre or readings should study them. Between Easter and the 1st of November, mentioned above, the time for vigils should be adjusted so that a very short interval after vigils will give the monks opportunity to care for their nature, nature's needs. Then, at daybreak, lords should follow immediately. If we translate these hours, that would mean that St. Benedict and his monks got up at 2 a.m., two o'clock in the morning, which was actually in the middle of the night. So he makes sure that everything is digested. <laughs> that means that the body is able to function again. You don't want to take this energy away from the body. The body needs the sleep and the rest. But then the monks should get up and pray. You may wonder, is this natural? Is this human? 
to interrupt the sleep of the monks. Sleep is such a precious gift of God. Blessed those who are able to sleep. Blessed are those who are able to sleep through the night and not wake up time and again and cannot sleep in anymore. So why does Benedict recommend to get up in the night and to pray? The reason is he wants the monks to praise God kind of 24-7. This is the unceasing prayer. Why should we ever interrupt our prayers? Does God ever sleep? Probably not. So then we should too praise him because he exists and lives and loves us all the time. So we should respond to this love on and on and on. And there is a special charm to it, something very special, to get up during night and to pray, or to get up at least in the early morning, early in the morning. Actually, I have to admit there are not so many monks left around the world who really get up in the middle of the night. There are some Trappists, some Cistercians and some Benedictine monasteries who still practice this literally so that they get up at two o'clock. Some get up at four o'clock. We here in Skylar, Christ the King Priory, for example, get up at 5.30, which is early. Um, in my home abbey in Germany, we get up at 4.30. Anyway, Important is this early time of the day because there is, a, there's, as I said, there's something special to this time of the day. The time of praying at night and again in that early morning hours is something that even lay people who are not necessarily in the monastery can do even though we may say we are so busy because what we've come to learn is the monastery is very busy too. <laughs> that is true. I remember when I was a novice, it was hard for me to adjust to this daily schedule, to this rhythm, so to, to get up so early, oh, it was hard, I must say. So I was complaining a little bit, and then I complained also when I talked to my brother, and he was just married, and he had got his first child. And he was laughing and saying, do you know how often we get up during night? And at, at what times? Oh, that made me uh, humble. When I, that humbled me when I heard that. So what, what big deal is it to get up early or during night? So many people do that. They do it for the sake of their babies, of their children. Those who work at night, work shif night shifts, There are many, many people who serve other people in the society during the night. So what big deal is it for the monks to get up and to pray during night? So no way, no, no uh, reason to complain, actually. That, that healed me. <laughs> 
Is it a question of priorities? Is it setting priorities in our life? It is. It is. As monks and as Christians in general, we are invited to give up what is most important for us and most precious for us. Sleep, everybody knows sleep is so precious. Why should you give this up? No, we want exactly to give to the Lord what is so important to us. We want to surrender what we love the most. So it's a sacrifice in a way, but a sacrifice that pays out already during this life a hundredfold. What does the prayer consist of? I mean, is it as lengthy as some of the prayers that are offered during the daytime? It is pretty lengthy. Actually, the prayers during daytime, they are rather short because you don't have much time. You are busy even in a monastery once in a while, as you said. So it makes sense to have the short prayers during the day. You don't want to overdo it. You don't want to stress the soul too much. But during night and early in the morning, there's another pace. Everything is a little bit slower. The day is kind of still asleep. The day itself hasn't got up yet. Everything is silent. The busyness of the day is still not there. In other words, you have got time for God, for yourself, for your prayers. So the vigils are the longest of all prayers. We pray the long psalms that tell the history of Israel, the history of the people of God. And we have time to do this. And actually, you don't have to be fully and 100% awake. The beauty of these morning hours is there is an in-between. You are not asleep anymore, but you are not fully awake yet. There is something in between. Your conscience is just rising. Maybe there are still parts of dreams you have in mind, worries, fears, but also joys, hopes, whatever you carried with you during night and during sleep. And you open this, what happens in the underconscious, in the subconscious, you open this to the day conscience. And this connection is very important. And this just happens. You don't have to do anything. You just have to be there. For us, it is important for us as monks to be there. If you are tired, that's okay. That's normal. If you are not attentive, that's okay. That's very understandable. Just be there. Offer your body. Just carry your own body to chapel. <laughs> Open your mouth and pray these psalms. 
and everything else is done by God. It's still not the time to be a high uh, worker in prayer, so to speak, or somebody who is a super prayer at that time. No, you're just there and let God speak to you. We'll return in just a moment to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildane. Did you know that Discerning Hearts has a free app in which you can find all your favorite Discerning Hearts programming? Father Timothy Gallagher, Dr. Anthony Lillis, Deacon James Keating, Mike Aquilina, Dr. Matthew Bunsen, and so many more are found on the Discerning Hearts free app. Did you also know that you can stream Discerning Hearts programming on numerous streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Pandora, Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, and so many more. And did you know that Discerning Hearts also has the YouTube page? Be sure to check out all these different places where you can find Discerning Hearts. Glorious St. Benedict, sublime model of virtue, pure vessel of God's grace, behold me humbly kneeling at your feet. I implore you in your loving kindness to pray for me before the throne of God. To you I have recourse in the dangers that daily surround me. Shield me against my selfishness and my indifference to God and to my neighbor. Inspire me to imitate you in all things. May your blessing be with me always, so that I may see and serve Christ in others and work for his kingdom. Graciously obtain for me from God those favors and graces which I need so much in the trials, miseries, and afflictions of life. Your heart was always full of love, compassion, and mercy toward those who were afflicted or troubled in any way. You never dismissed without consolation and assistance anyone who had recourse to you. I therefore invoke your powerful intercession, confident in the hope that you will hear my prayers and obtain for me the special grace and favor I earnestly implore. Help me, great Saint Benedict, to live and die as a faithful child of God, to run in the sweetness of His loving will, and to attain the eternal happiness of heaven. Amen. Hello, my name is Deacon Omar Gutierrez, and I want to ask you to support Discerning Hearts in a special way. We, Chris McGregor, the board, and I all know that not everyone listening can help financially. We know we have listeners from all parts of the world, and we have made a commitment since the beginning to make the truths shared through Discerning Hearts totally free. So while you may not be able to contribute financially, what you can do is certainly pray, but also give us positive reviews on whatever platform you use to listen to us. If it's iTunes, Android, Stitcher, Spotify, however it is that you get these podcasts, or if you're on YouTube and you like our videos, please give us a good rating and write a review. The more good ratings and reviews we get, the higher our profile, and the more listeners will discover us, listeners who may have the means to contribute in the future. Please consider rating us and writing a positive review today.
We now return to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual guide for today's world with Father Mauritius Vildi. I'm recalling a previous conversation that we had about the order of the day, essentially, and how we've lost a sense of the value of daylight and sunset because we have our electronic devices that provide for us television, for example, and now even computers and smartphones even by our bedsides that are providing nonstop stimuli so that we struggle to stay awake to watch a newscast and maybe listen to somebody who's talking so that we don't even have the night prayer or we've kept ourselves so artificially awake that we can't arise in the morning with that balance to be able instead to listen to something noisy, loud, somebody laughing in the morning to try to wake us up as opposed to entering into, as you said, allowing that that encounter with a word to help saturate our, our start. Yeah, that is very true. The first word that we monks pray in the morning, that the church prays in the morning, is, Lord, open my lips, and my mouth will proclaim your praise. This is so beautiful. It includes that my mouth was closed during night, and now it's going to be opened, and we pray, Lord, open my lips, open you my lips. That means... Shape everything that I'm going to speak today. And my very first utterance should be the praise of your name. What a wonderful way to start the day. Lord, open my lips. And by saying this, we do the sign of the cross over our mouth to, to make manifest what we mean. What you also addressed is how are we spending our nights and what are we doing or not doing during night. And I would like to ask all our listeners, what do you do when you wake up in the middle of the night, when for any reason you cannot continue to sleep? What do you do? I must say that I have a very blessed sleep, other than my mother, she, for example, she told me that she has problems to sleep since she was young. So there are people who really do hard with sleeping all their life long, and this is a cross. I was always, has always been blessed with sleeping, but then a couple of years ago, for the first time, I was kind of surprised and shocked that this was possible. I woke up in the middle of the night because of worries or whatever it was, and since then I really appreciate being able to to have a long extended sleep but anyway i had to figure out what i'm going to do when i when i wake up so the first thing is you kind of order yourself please sleep in again <laughs> that's not possible you know sometimes you just fall asleep again but um um sometimes it happens but sometimes it doesn't so then the next step would be maybe I don't know what you're doing, what you are doing. Maybe some of us take a pill. Maybe some some of us turn on the television. 
or the internet just to distract ourselves or just to do something because it's really painful if you want to sleep and you cannot sleep. Anyway, what I tried thing, different things and for example, I, I started working. I did some work on the computer in the middle of the night. Hmm, that was not satisfying, I must say. I was pretty efficient, but uh, no, night is not to be, is not made to work, for work. And then, it sounds funny, but then I discovered, very easy, just start to pray. So, in other words, maybe God woke me up because he wanted me to pray. And then I discovered how beautiful it is to pray during night in your room because nobody disturbs you. And there must be a, a meaning to it that you cannot sleep. There must be a meaning. Somebody needs your love. Somebody needs your prayer. Maybe yourself need the prayer for the day. Whatever it is, sometimes you cannot figure it out. But that gave me peace. Because this is never wasted time. You know, you want to um, get asleep again, but you cannot. So, But if you stop this struggle and just pray, then you discover how beautiful prayer during the night is. How in intense, how, how peaceful, how consoling it is. You've opened up an opportunity here, especially for the listener who struggles with that restlessness in the, in, in the mid-evening, in, in that time. I know, I do. <laughs> so mm -hmm. what would you recommend, Father Mauritius, maybe to that person to start at, yes, the Psalms, but which ones? There's so many. I mean, where where would you have them begin that prayer? Actually, I am not sure if I can give a general recommendation because everybody's is different. Um, for me, it was more about surrendering. So the the pride of not being able to sleep during night is that you think you could still do something during night. <laughs> it, it has something to do with control. You can only sleep if you give up control. And this you can exercise and practice when you are restless during night. Try to surrender fully to God because you don't have another chance anyway. <laughs> There is this old conviction that the death is the little... Um, I'm sorry. There's this old wisdom that sleep is the little brother of death. So when you fall asleep in the evening, it's a little death because you don't know if you wake up again. You don't know. And you have let go control fully. Otherwise, you cannot sleep. So sleep is the little brother of death. So what we can do during night is to practice this dying, to practice letting go the ego, letting go yourself fully and let 
let yourself be whole by God. Let yourself be embraced by God. So this is what I try, this to deliver myself to God. You brought up uh, another aspect of that that might be afflicting the person as well is the anxiety, uh, fear, concerns that wake us up. And that embrace wants to take that anxiety and fear from us, doesn't it? This is really true. Um, fear is a big one during night. Everybody basically is afraid of night. I think in times when we didn't have electricity, everybody was af af afraid of the night because you, you cannot control yourself and others during night. So the night is the time of the fear. The fear in the way rules the night. And so all your fears are popping up, your worries. Very, I know many, many people whose worries pop up in the, in the early morning. So when, when they kind of, when day is dawning and then they remember, ah, oh, now all these worries are coming, you know. Yeah, and, and you can experience horrible things during night. You can have dreams that, that frighten you. It's a time of the demons as well. So the, the, the prayer at night, the Compline, the last prayer of the day, uh, contains hymns and psalms that address exactly this fear and address the need of the monk to be protected from the demons. Um, so anyway, it's a dark time. <laughs> And uh, even more do we need the light of Christ. And this time invites us to open ourselves up to this light. And here comes the point. There is no better time at all to experience this light than during night. Mm. It's the best time. It really is quite wonderful as you're explaining it because because the night can contain so much. We may be so tired, we, do, we really do want to rest, that there is that gift in the rule, and it, the rule that can pertain to all of us, that we, before we enter into that night period, acknowledge God, be there, call upon him, remember his promises, remember all those things, and that that be the last things on our mind. And then let it be the first thing that comes in the beginning of the day. It's almost like you're sandwiching, blanketing mm -hmm. the evening. Mm -hmm. And how sad if we don't do that when you think about it. Yeah, but this is, this is wonderful what you just said. It all depends how I go to bed. The story begins when I go to bed. So in other words, if I go to bed worried, I guarantee you, you will get up worried. Is my experience. The worries will <laughs> accompany you through the dreams, through everything, and your sleep won't be really good. And so with all other things. So the way how you enter into sleep will be the way how you go through it and, and get out of it, finally. So this is, night prayer is, is such a precious thing. 
you know, to praise God for the day, to reconcile ourselves with him and with our neighbors, to ask for forgiveness, to beg for whatever we need, and then to ask him for a good sleep, and then go to sleep. Final thoughts, Father Mauritius? Uh, actually, I have two, three things, <laughs> if, okay. I, may, if oh, I may add them. Absolutely, yes. <laughs> yes. Um, when I was still a young monk, I was still in doubt if this morning prayer is necessary. And then I just accidentally watched an interview with the Dalai Lama, and he was asked about his practice of meditation. And he said, when I meditate five minutes in the morning, that has for me the same effect like 30 minutes in the evening. I found this interesting. So it seems that even in other religions, people make the same experience. Prayer in the morning and prayer during night is very effective, if you want to use this term here. The darkness protects our prayer. John of the Cross says, By night we haste in darkness to search for living water. Only our thirst leads us onward. We all know about this wonderful metaphor that John of the Cross uses. He has really a deep relationship to this night The night is the place where you can meet God. Maybe as a last thought, we have a brother in our abbey who used to say, a good monk gets up at 4.30 twice a day. The reason is he really had a hard time to get up in the morning, so he took a long nap. <laughs> so this is a good motto, get up, at 4.30 twice a day. <laughs> Thank you so much, Father. You're welcome. You've been listening to The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, A Spiritual Path for Today's World with Father Mauritius Vildi. To hear and or to download this conversation along with hundreds of other spiritual formation programs, visit discerninghearts.com. You can also hear it on the free Discerning Hearts app available on the iTunes and Google Play stores. This has been a production of Discerning Hearts. I'm your host, Chris McGregor. We hope that if this has been helpful for you, that you will first pray for our mission. And if you feel us worthy, consider a charitable donation, which is fully tax deductible to help support our efforts. But most of all, We hope that you will tell a friend about DiscerningHearts.com and join us next time for The Holy Rule of St. Benedict, a spiritual path for today's world with Father Mauritius Fildee.